Podcast. This is episode 34. All right, in this episode, we're going to talk about a very important thing that's coming up. All right, let me tell you something. It's got a lot of agents freaked out, to be honest with you. There's just a heck of a lot of things going on in the marketplace. We know the market is boiling hot right now. It hasn't been this way for probably like till 10 years ago. It was probably like really hot actually when I was pretty, uh, I was cooking in the kitchen in the mortgage business and doing very well in the mortgage business. And uh, we saw the same thing that was happening. We saw saw inflated prices, sellers getting exactly what they were looking for in regards to uh, housing prices. And just the real estate market was just very, very overpriced. And uh, but at that time, there's a little different, a little difference than what's going on uh, compared to what's happening right now in the market. And that is that the banks have been constricted to what they're allowed to lend out. So I remember before, about 10 years ago, that uh, you know there was a few big banks who are no longer in business. Uh, they were giving out mortgages at 100% financing, also 103% financing. Uh, in addition to that, stated income uh, and no documentation verification. So that was like the biggest issue that we had. Now, there's still some of those loans that are around. They're just not heavily marketed. They're still available at some banks depending on the situation uh, and the, the criteria and the quality of the, the borrower. So that that is still there, but it's not like it used to be. It's not like everybody was getting a, a mortgage and over leveraging. So what we're seeing now in the marketplace is something very similar. However, I want to share and I want to talk about something that's been top of mind. I even wrote uh, an email about it to the Fearless Millionaire members about how the market is really shaking up for brokers, for agents, for realtors. This market right now, we are in a very unique time period. You know, I'm going to tell you a story about let me see, how many years ago is this? I don't even know. I'm going to say back in 2002 maybe. Um, Don't quote me on the dates, but let me go back in time and share with you when I bought my first MP3 player. Now, this was before iPod ever came out, okay? iPod kind of made it public and, you know, everybody got on board with iPods. But this was like three years before iPod, okay? And I remember the first mp3 player I bought was called a creative uh, zen and it was by the company creative and it was called a zen and they had many different models and I I had one and I had how I forget how many songs on there maybe 2000 and you know people thought I was like so cool like my friends were like how do you put all your music on there and I attached it into my car and I would have you know all my music digitalized now don't get me wrong here's the thing though I still had audio cds I did. I still had my CDs and I had a whole pack of them and I treasured those things and uh, it was almost like I was collecting them, right? It was like it was like a collector's thing. However, what I noticed was there was a company that came out and uh, it was called Rhapsody. Rhapsody, this was like a spin-off of BMG Music. Now, I'm probably I know maybe 
everyone doesn't know who this, what company this is, but just imagine this was a subscription service to music. Now, for as long as I can remember, I have been, um, as long as I've been earning income, I've been a member of some music streaming service, okay? Now, before it was BMG, they would ship you the CDs in the mail, and you'd get the CDs, kind of like Netflix when they used to just have DVDs, all right? That was BMG. Then when um, when I got into Rhapsody, Rhapsody was, which is still around, I believe, uh, Rhapsody was the first and biggest platform for subscription-based. Now, many people know or remember Napster. Napster was the underground market, illegal way to share music. So that was like the biggest introduction to music MP3s. Like everybody would get, everyone was getting like free music off Napster or any other torrent site. I took a better route. I personally appreciate artists and uh, actors and actresses. So I pay for the service because I just, I appreciate the work. I appreciate the industry, music industry or movie industry. So I migrated from my creative zen over to Rhapsody. And Rhapsody, I remember it was $10 a month. And I would subscribe to that and I'd be able to get un any, any songs I wanted, no advertisements. And let me tell you, I felt like at that time I was living in the future. And I would tell my friends and family about it and they thought I was crazy. Why would you pay $10 a month for a service for music when you could just buy the CD and own it forever? And I was, say I was saying to myself, listen, if I bought one CD a month, it would automatically cover the subscription. One CD at the time used to be like $12 to as high as $25. So I was already covering my one CD a month addiction, <laughs> which sometimes I'd buy two and three CDs a month. Okay, so I migrated into that transition, right? Into going from physical copies of CDs to digital. Then, uh, and, and you know, like I said, my, you know, people thought I was not crazy, but just like, well, why would you do that? Okay, so I made that transition. Today, that's all we pretty much see. Everything's kind of like, right? We've, let's fast forward eight years. We have Netflix, which has gone completely digital. They don't even offer DVDs anymore. Then we have Spotify. We have Apple Music. We, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I could go on and on. We have Hulu, and, and we can go on and on with the services that are available uh, and, uh, you know, for streaming services, you know, whether it's Apple or Amazon or Google. There is, everything's streamed now. So I was already streaming like 10 years ago. So I'm already, I feel like I'm living ahead of the curve. Well, guess what? Mark today's date on your calendar. Save the date because in literally eight years or less from now, and I'm predicting eight years or less, we are going to see an, a, a complete wipeout. And I'm, and I'm being serious with that. And this is where I think no one should panic or be afraid, but it's a great time to transition. Great time to transition because you shouldn't be in fear. Here's what I'm talking about. Here's the wipeout that I'm referring to. We're seeing a transition in agents, brokers, realtors. Okay, that industry. Someone showing a house and getting a fee for it. Now, okay, I know this, uh, if you know me by now, I, I live and operate in three different countries, and this is going to pertain differently to every country. Some countries pick this up very quickly, and some will skip, you know, skip a whole sequence, uh, or uh, let's put it a whole, uh, I don't know if call it a chapter, but some, some countries skip a whole technology. Here's what I mean. I remember when I first moved to Uganda, um, 
the, the biggest technology that was big over in the West in the United States was fax machines. Like fax machines was a very big technology back then. And a lot of, almost every small business owner had a fax machine. Well, I feel like in Uganda, they completely jumped over that technology. Like, they didn't even need it. They're like, why would we need a fax machine when we can scan it and email it, right? Another technology I saw, like a jump, was going from landlines, which landlines and Ethernet cables, to Wi-Fi, just complete Wi-Fi. I mean, that was another technology jump that just, you know, being in Uganda, they completely jumped over, which is great. So what, what I'm referring to in this example is with how fast and how fast quickly will the country absorb the technology, all right? It's, it's also known as uh, customer saturation, all right? And, and what that means is we are seeing a slow, I think we're going to see a slower transition over in the West than we are in the East because the East has a much younger population. We have more millennials in the East than we do in the West. And I think people are just more uh, avid to jump on board to something that's brand new. The, the, the absorption rate in the East is much quicker than the West. And so I truly feel that even though this is just kind of like, there's a lot of startups happening right now. I was reading today earlier in Market Watch, actually it's just a current article in Market Watch where we're talking about, um, where uh, it was written by Andrea, ooh, I'm gonna butcher this name, Requeer, Requeer, I think that's her name, uh, where she was doing an article, wrote a great article about Chad uh, Torresen, Sentensen, I think that's how it pronounce his name, and he is the uh, founder and creator of a, a company called ShowPal. Now, this is just one example. I wrote an email over to the Fearless Millionaire members about how there's other services out there that have greatly reduced not only the commissions, but also made this a lot easier to sell and buy a home. For example, Redfin at redfin.com. They've reduced their commissions to 1.5%. That is revolutionary. That is groundbreaking. And I don't think there's a lot of media, enough coverage about this kind of thing. Of course, of course there isn't, right? I mean, think about it. We have over one million agents, I think. Is it one million active agents? I, I don't know the exact numbers off the top of my head right now, but I could definitely pull it up. Um, there are so many agents that would hate to see that happen because they want to do it their own traditional way. Uh, the same thing would happen when Zillow came out with Zillow Instant Offers. It kind of pulled the agent right out of the equation for being uh, for providing their service to <laughs> potential homeowners. Well, here's what I think. We've seen, as I mentioned earlier, the transition from audio CDs into MP3s. We've seen the transition from DVDs into digital and streaming services. We've seen the ride sharing from you know taxi drivers to Uber and Lyft and Taxify and My Taxi and so on and so forth, right? And DD, right? So there's so many services and you can tell the absorption rate is so much faster. So what I think and where we're going to see and what's heading with the market and the way things are going, the way consumers are going to absorb and change into the marketplace with not using brokers. I think just people are tired. I think people are tired. We're frustrated. And I speak on behalf of all my clients. I do. Because I know they're tired. I know they're frustrated. Dealing with agents and brokers that maybe don't care don't want to spend the time, 
maybe not as knowledgeable. Maybe they're just part-time. No, no offense to them. It's maybe they're just part-time and not full-time. Maybe they're not fully engaged. Maybe they're not taking their business as an agent seriously. I understand that. I remember when I was a mortgage broker, there was a time of about, I think, like six months that I just, I made a bunch of money, and then after that, I just didn't care. I was like, just, I was just lazy. But you know what? I think that can happen to everyone. Here's the solution. Technology is the solution. Technology makes things better, makes the experience better and more affordable. The more impact we have with technology in the world, the more we can make things more affordable to the masses. The more I see we have the masses have create more wealth for themselves. They're able to save money, right? Think about that. We, we, we see, just in the Redfin example, if you were to sell the same house with using Redfin and you're dropping from 6% down to 1.5, that puts a boatload of savings into the consumer's pocket, right? That's a boatload of savings just because of the use of technology. There's other uh, companies out there, like I mentioned, ShowPal, there's Knock, there's OpenPad, there's OpenDoor. Listen, I could go on and on and list a whole bunch of startups that have happened within the past less than five years. But the reality is these are companies that are coming up faster and faster to change the way business has been done in this space, in the broker space, for many, many years. And there needs to be a change. Change is good. This is my point of today's episode is that change is good. This is nothing to be afraid of. This is nothing to be concerned about that so many people are going to lose their jobs or they're not going to earn money. No, what need, this is going to spark invention and ingenuity. This is going to spark inspiration. You know, this is going to push everyone to a higher level of, you know, demanding higher services, better quality, better customer care. Technology has a powerful way of doing that to humans, to people, to making them raise the bar, to set the standard higher so that they can actually pull in a better customer experience. That's what I'm really all about. That's what I really like, a better customer experience. I believe in, you know, as, we, as we've seen over the years, the rating system, the, the review system, I think what we need to see in the real estate market, even when it comes to brokers, is that needs to be held to a higher accountability. And technology is a great tool to do that. I'll tell you what, sometimes I feel in my real estate business that real estate can be very antiquated, especially with records not being digitalized. There's still some states and counties that have everything in deed books and not in a computer system. Uh, you know, or maybe just not as up to date, you know, and, and that's something that should not be acceptable, right? In personally, we, we should demand for better. And I'm not talking about rioting or protesting or anything. I'm just saying we need to demand better. So that's like a shift in our attitude, right? And I don't mean having a bad attitude about things. It just means we should demand for better. We should want more. We should want better. And as entrepreneurs in this industry, we should be the ones to not only just shed ideas, we shouldn't be the ones complaining here. That's not what I'm talking about. We shouldn't be, oh, the system too slow and bad. What, you know, I hate this system and complaining. Complaining is not going to get anything anywhere. However, you can turn complaints into cash if you know what you're doing. So what we need to do is shed light and, and put ideas and more entrepreneurs and create more businesses out of this situation rather than saying and holding back 
and saying, this is horrible. This is going to put so many people out of work. And all these brokers are not going to get paid anymore. See, that's, that's staying glued to the past. And that's not going to get you anywhere. So what we need to do is focus on the future. What we need to do is focus on what's coming. Right? We can't evolve as a human race. We can't evolve from fear to faith by staying in the past. We, see, the whole idea of stepping into a new self, the whole idea of stepping into you know, more personal power is by stepping away from fear and stepping into faith. And this is a perfect example. So if you're an agent, or maybe you know someone who's an agent, maybe you need to share this episode with them, but you need to get on board with what's coming up in the future. It's time to shift our mind into the more positive things and more development things. Look how, you know, remember years ago, maybe you don't remember this, but I do. I remember when people, and I even watched videos on it that happened even before I was born, where people used to complain and think that the personal computer, can you imagine the computer, they thought it was just going to be a toy. They thought it wasn't going to have any purpose in people's lives. Think about that for a second. The computer, and we're talking less than 50 years ago. Less than 50 years ago, people used to think the computer was, had no sense and purpose in people's lives. Right? I mean, that's not that long ago. It's not even, uh, you know, it's just not that long ago. And now it's like everywhere. Right? It, it's just that speed of transition. And I know a lot of people like wonder, like, oh, how is this going to impact our lives? And, uh, you know, what are we going to do? People need to have jobs. But listen, we need, this, I believe, is going to create more jobs. It's going to create, in, it just in a different way. It's called job shifting, right? Job shifting, right? Different roles and responsibilities will shift, and there'll be a better customer experience. Because I know, listen, if you're a real estate uh, investor, or if you're thinking about getting started in real estate, I'll tell you what, sometimes the hardest part about this business, if you wanted to work with an agent, is working with an agent. It really is. And, and that's no fault to anyone. The reality is, is that we are only human. It's just human nature is what I'm going after here. No one in particular. is human nature. So people don't always follow up when they should. People get busy. Life gets in the way. And that goes for everyone, whether you're an investor or an agent. But the reality is we can use technology to help us. We can use technology to assist us. And that not only happens and is a betterment for people, right, as an agent. It helps agents maybe close more deals, technology, do more deals. Maybe the rates drop down, but now they get more quantity, right? Imagine an agent can only do so much on their own. Let's just say on their own 20 deals a year. Imagine if they were able to double that number, right, without adding more work, but adding more technology. So what would happen? They just reduce their commissions to get more done and more effectively and efficiently. That's exactly what we've seen in all these industries. When we've seen the book industry, the music industry, the movie industry, everything's been democratized. Everything has changed. And now it's time for the most predominant industry, the real estate industry, the number one wealth building industry, to go through one of the biggest changes. We we're going to see it as in agents, and we are going to see it in the mortgage business. We are going to see it in the transition of the way deals are closed, meaning the closing process. All these things are going to be very impacted by technology 
they are happening now. It's already here, but we're going to see it, the saturation, the market saturation within the next eight years or less. And I hope it comes faster than later. I really do because I'm, I'm just as impatient as, as anyone. I want things now and right away. But I, that's what I think and that's what's going to happen. So I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What do you think about this? You can post your comments below uh, this uh, post and let me know. Shed your, shed your thoughts on what you think is going to happen uh, and what, where you see the future. I'd love to know your perspective. If you think this is a positive thing or a negative thing, uh, whether you're an agent or not, whether you're an investor or not, what's your perspective on it? And have you seen the transitions of the different industries? And now we have an industry, uh, now we have this industry of the real estate brokerage, real estate closings, and the real estate mortgage business going through a huge transition which is, to me, it's exciting. I enjoy it. I think it's very exciting. So love to hear your thoughts, shed your light on this and put your comments below and I'll be sure to uh, read through them and respond to them. That'd be great. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fearless Millionaire Podcast. I look forward to hearing you talking with you real soon. See ya.